talked about putting there was a dot, 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 by faith, dot, dot, dot. Because you can, there's a word for that dot, 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 isn't there? But ellipsis, that's the one. <laughs> we, <laughs> write that down, Dave, that's yeah. going to change your life. But we, we talked about it because by faith can, can be, you can do something by faith or by faith you can do something. And they're, they're the same, but they're different. And so you can look back and go, I did that by faith. But I think when we're looking forward, we go, by faith, I am going to do this. And that's the dreams. And that's, that's what we're, we're kind of talking about when we're saying, write down your dreams. It's not, well, I had a dream and it was this. And so I'm going to see where it's like. No, what, what am I dreaming? What am I believing for in 2024? By faith, I want to pay off my mortgage. By faith, I want to start a family. By faith, I'm going to start a business. And then you get to this time next year and you go, I started a business by faith. It's like so cool just to look at it that way. And I just that's been super helpful for me just to go, you know, get my head around that and go, you know what, I want to be someone who lives by faith. I want to be someone who doesn't just make some goals, but... I want to live by faith. And so that there means that my goals become a little more out there. My goals become a little more stretched from what I can achieve by myself because I'm going, I don't want to live in my own strength. I want to live by faith. And so then God becomes the centre of who I am, of what I do. God becomes the centre of our family. God becomes the centrepiece not just sitting in the centre of the room on the table, but he's, he's everywhere we go, he's at the centre. Every decision we make, it's by faith. How am I going to make this decision? By faith. I'm going to do this. By faith, I'm going to achieve that. By faith, I'm going to bring hope to people, is what we're talking about this morning. And so if you weren't here for the last couple of weeks, Pastor Bruce has announced that this year we're, with our By Faith theme, we're working through our core values as a church each month. And so we've got love God, love people, serve God and serve people. Our four core values as a church, you can see them out there on our values wall with a whole bunch of other words. But, but those four, we're going to be cycling through each week or each month, cycling through. And so we'll get a taste of our core values linked in with by faith. And so obviously by faith bringing hope to people is talking about loving people, right? Who loves people? Not every hand's up. I like that. Who finds it a challenge to love people at times? Don't look at your spouse. Just keep your eyes straight on me. It's like... But people, people are a challenge, right? Okay, let me just, I am a challenge. Okay, we'll just put it out there, all right, so that you're all thinking it. So I am a challenge. And so loving me can be a challenge, right? Anybody ever struggled to love me? You no, keep your hands up. I like this, no one. Yeah, there's always one. But I appreciate the honesty. I hear all the rest of you liars. Um, because I know I can do things 
that rub people up the wrong way. I know that sometimes I try and do things to rub people up the wrong way. No. Lego, Lego. Potato, potato. But it's, it's I, can, I can do things that are going to upset you. You can do things that are going to upset me. Sometimes we try to just push the limits and sometimes we stand our ground and we know that it's going to upset someone but we're going to stand our ground because that's what we believe and it doesn't matter what you believe, I'm going to stand my ground because I'm right and you're wrong. But there's other times when we, when we go, you know what, i just got to let this go because it's not that important so that I can keep the relationship sweet. But it's all this complex beast of loving people. All this complex thing of loving someone that we don't necessarily get on with. Loving someone that we, in any other context, wouldn't choose to hang out with. Loving someone that has upset us. Loving someone that's wronged us. Loving someone that's let us down. Loving someone that we look at and go, you are making horrible life choices. How do I possibly... But we're called to love people. And not just to love people, we're called to love people as we love ourselves. Which is a whole other message that I'm not going into today, but unless we love ourselves, therefore it's pretty challenging and pretty tough to love others. Probably should have started with that one because that kind of is the the starting point for loving others, but we didn't, so we're we're here. We'll pick that up later in the year. But it's like, it's impossible to love someone else if I don't love me. Just let that just settle. If you struggle to love other people, maybe just take a week, become completely self-centred, start loving yourself, Look at yourself in the mirror every morning and go, I love you. You are a champion. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are courageous. Start speaking things at yourself. Look yourself in the eyes and see if it doesn't change something. Because when we love ourselves, we're such better people around other people to love them. Jeremiah 29.11. I love this scripture. It's, it's my go-to scripture. But I love it for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So the hope isn't just for me. The hope is for us. Because if, if I get filled with him, then the hope doesn't just stay with me. It becomes tangible. It becomes contagious. It rubs off and gets on other people because I'm filled with hope. It can't do anything but get onto other people around me. A couple of scriptures here. John 13, 34 and 35 says, A new command I give you. Love one another 
as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this you will know, uh, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You ever wondered or had conversations with people that have been burnt, hurt by churches? They haven't been hurt by the building. They haven't been hurt by the body corporate association mechanism that runs the church. They've been hurt by people in the church. They've been hurt by me. They've been hurt by you. But instead of hurting people, we're meant to love people. So this is such a challenging word, right? Because, because we all have fallen short at some point. And I'm not wanting to depress everybody here this morning. I'm not wanting to go, oh, but it's like, no, this is a wake-up call this morning to go, as a church, we've got to get on the front foot and we've got to over-emphasize our love and our care for those around us so that we can bring hope to them. Because there's so many people in our world, there's so many people in our community that grew up in church, but when something happened, they just got forgotten about. And they've lost their hope. They've lost their hope in people, they've lost their hope in the church, and they've lost their hope in Jesus. Why? Because of me. Because of us. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If we love one another and if we care for one another and we put one another above me, guess what happens? Trust is built. Hope is built. And we move forward together. The other scripture is a couple of chapters later. Jesus reiterating in John 15, my command is this, love one another or love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for his friends. Hard-hitting scriptures, right? We can fluff over them so quickly and so easily, but when we actually look at them in the context of what am I doing to the people around me, they become such a punchy little one-liner. Greater love has no one. Than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Pool noodle. Some of you know where I'm going. Some of you have got no idea. It's a bit of a shame that it's Sunday morning youth because they would all know from summer camp what this is. It's my whacking stick so that I can love people. <laughs> Sometimes we need a little bit of a whack, right? Sometimes we just need a clip across the back. I do. Sometimes I need a bit of a whack. Sometimes I need a clip across the back of the head just to say, hey, John, you're out of line. 
There's some people here that do that for me regularly. Thank you for keeping me in line. But greater love, let me just get this out so I can read it again from the start. Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. But it's as I have loved you that got me thinking and brought me back to this analogy that I had at at youth camp on our Holy Spirit night and a pool noodle. I spent some time this morning just straightening this one out, but I still can't see through it. But a pool noodle has got a hole this end and it's got a hole that end, right? Used for flotation in a pool. Also great for sword fights around a pool, other fun games that you can play. You know, swing it around and everyone's got to jump over it. Lots of things that you can do with a pool noodle, but one of the favourite things is either hitting other people with it around a pool or seeing who can make the loudest slap on the water or the pavers around the pool when you're there. It's like we've all used a pool noodle for those things, right? But I looked at this pool noodle at camp and, and I thought, you know what? God's love, God's love isn't meant to stop. See, the water going through here, many of people will have done it as well, I'm sure, as you get the pool noodle and you fill it with water and then you blow into it and then it squirts out the other end. But if, if there's a stopper on here, the water's not flowing, Right? And so many of us Christians, so many of us people who love God and are loved by God have a plug or a stopper on the end that prevents God's love flowing through us. You just pop up that scripture again, Locke. 15, the first verse there that we had. Love each other as I have loved you. And so if there's a stopper here, God's love, Jesus' love comes in, travels through the pool noodle and gets stopped because there's a plug, because there's a stopper. So many of us live our life where we just constantly get filled, but it comes in and it stops. Not the way we're meant to live our life. We're meant to live our life so that his love comes through and journeys out so that love one another as I have loved you, so that we're loving each other. It becomes so much easier for me to love you. And can I give you a little hint? It'll be so much easier for you to love me if instead of looking at me through your eyes, you look at me through his eyes. Instead of trying to use your strength to love me, use his strength to love me. Suddenly becomes so much easier. And that's just me. I'm pretty perfect in most ways. I'm pretty good. Right? And so, but when you go out into your workplace 
and you've got someone that isn't me and they've got flaws in their life, then, I've just offended someone, I forget. But it's, but it's, it's so much easier to love that person in our workplace that are making choices that we don't agree with. It's so much easier to love that family member that let us down and we've been at odds with for the last decade. It's so much easier to love that person that, that did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, R, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. A, 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 B, A, C, A. We could go through and just continue to go, but, but it's so much easier to love them when they've continuously and constantly, never-endingly failed us in our eyes. It's so much easier to stop looking at them through my eyes, but to remove the plug and let God's love flow through so that it's not me, but it's him. Because can I tell you, that's the only way that we can do this. Because we will let each other down. We will offend each other. We will upset each other. So I'm going to sit there. Yes. We will, I will. Pastor Bruce will. Pastor Julie will. Pastor Emma will go and hang out with Pastor Simon. He definitely will. <laughs> because we're human. We don't become a pastor or your connect leader. Doesn't become a connect leader and suddenly just become perfect. There's, there's not room for two of us. I'm already here. The, everyone, it's too far. Oh, we'll just move on from that one. But it's... It's not this special little potion that we get and suddenly we become lovable. No, we're going to still upset someone. We're going to still upset you. So looking through the lens of God, allowing his love to flow through is so crucial. That's just within these four walls. But you know what? Loving people, it's great to do it within these four walls, but what's even better... And what we're called to do is we're called to go and make disciples of not just people in our church, but we're called to go and make disciples of all nations, which means we've got to go from in here to out there, into the wide world, into the scary place where there's people that aren't so forgiving, where there's people that, that when I annoy them, they don't have the love of God to forgive they don't have the love of God to, to let go. And so these things become a little more escalated. These things become a little more enhanced, enlarged, because they don't have the love of God. So what do we do? We don't shut them out and go, well, you're not, you don't have the same values as me. No, we're, we're called by faith to bring hope to people. And so we've got the hardest job on earth to bring hope to people who don't know they need hope. To bring Jesus to people who don't want Jesus. To bring the love of Christ to people 
who many a times in their own words are unlovable. You talk to enough people who aren't walking with Jesus and one of the things that comes out of their mouth is, I've done so much wrong, not even Jesus would love me. But they're so wrong because he does. He loves them exactly where they're at. And our job is to bring hope to them so that they can see that. Our job is to bring hope to them so that they can see and experience the love of Jesus Christ. That's what making disciples is. And it starts and it doesn't just stop as soon as we come into church because we've already established that this morning that we fall short as well. We've already established that this morning that, that I fall short, that I make mistakes. We make mistakes. But when we have the love of God flowing through our lives, it becomes so much easier to bring hope to those around us. We've got a shower at home at the moment that's just dripping. Like not dripping when you turn the tap off, you turn the tap on and it's just dripping. It's like someone's kinked the hose somewhere. Don't know where. But it's really annoying. But you know, we can get a kink in our pipe. We can get a, a kink which stops the flow. Can I tell you, that's why we have church. It's not to get more information so that we go out better Christians. It's not so that we can come in and just share some stories about our week and have a coffee with people. We come to church so that we can unblock the pipes, clean the pipes out so that his love can flow through us so that when we leave here and we're out there, when we leave here and we're in our workplace, when we leave here and we're at our family dinner, when we leave here and we're having that conversation with our children, when we leave here and we're having that conversation with our spouse, it's not done with bitterness or anger or any other word you can fill into that. Could go through the alphabet again. We, we come here so that his love flows. So that his love is flowing through my life so that I can step in to those conversations, so that I can step into those moments and not have a John conversation, but have a Jesus conversation. Because if I have a John conversation, I'm going to upset a lot more people than I already do. Because to be perfectly honest, most of the time, I just don't care that much. But God. And I think if you're brutally honest with yourself, you go, yep, you're right. Like no one wants to sit down and listen to me whinge about my life for two hours, right? Would anybody, if I said, I'm going to sit down Tuesday night this week, 7.30, I'm going to come here and I'm going to just vomit all my problems, all my complaints, all my dramas, 7.30 to 9.30, I'll be here, rock up, come listen, come listen to John, just go through all his woes. Who's going to take time out of their day to come do that? No, it'd be interesting, you reckon? 
I don't even want to come and do that. But we, we fill those moments at coffee with how's we, oh, yeah. So my charge to you today is over coffee, encourage someone. Let's practice what we need to be when we're at the water cooler or the photocopier or whatever the context is, sitting around your staff meeting table on the phone to someone you haven't spoken to for years and they're going through an issue and you go, I really don't have time for this. I'm trying to put my own kids to bed and you're giving me whatever about your own kids or your own problems or your own marriage. I'm struggling to keep my own marriage alive and you're telling me about your problems. It's like, no, hang on. Love, flow. Bring hope to people. That's what we're called to do. And the only way we can do that, by faith. Because I don't have the strength. And if you think you've got the strength, I'm telling you, have a couple of conversations. Come here Tuesday. Don't come Tuesday night because I won't be here. But if you really want to, I'll make time to come and tell you all my problems Tuesday night, all right? But I'm not coming unless you ask me to. So finishing with this, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Oh, but I don't love people. Well, this is saying you don't know God. There's a little slap across the back of the head for you this morning. Because God is love. And when we're in the flow, when we're in sync with him, when we're open and allowing him to fill us over and over and over again, we're getting filled with his love so that we can be love, so that we can bring hope to those around us. There is no other way. There's the elephants. There is no other way but through him. No one comes to the Father but through the Son. And so God, I pray for my friends, my brothers, my sisters this morning. God, I pray that we would be people that aren't just sitting and soaking information when we come to church, when we rock up to connect groups, when we're standing having a coffee afterwards. But God, we would be people who are opening ourselves to receive you. Not just once, oh, but I did that back in 1960. It's, no, every week, God, fill us afresh. Every week, God, we wanna open ourselves to you so that your love can flow. Because God, we wanna bring hope to those around us. God, we wanna bring your love. God, we wanna make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And the only way we can do that is by faith walking with you. The only way. There is no other way. His name is Jesus. And so if you're walking your life without Jesus, it's time to start walking with him.
because there's no other way. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune God, working together in unison for us. And once we receive him, not just working for us, but working through us. And so if you've never prayed a prayer to accept Jesus into your heart, I'd love to pray a prayer with you today. To thank God for sending his son. To thank his son for dying on a cross for our sins, for our wrongs. And to accept the Holy Spirit to walk with us every day, to empower us, to equip us, to strengthen us. If you haven't prayed a prayer that covers off those things, I'd love to pray that with you today. If you're watching online and you need to pray that prayer, there's a link on our website to a prayer similar to that. If you do pray, please email us. We want to just help to equip you, get you some resources so that you're not doing it alone because if there's one thing we've heard today, it's not about doing it alone. We need each other. We're going to stand, church, to close the meeting and we're going to sing another song. Can I tell you, if you need to get filled afresh this morning, you can do that in your seats. But if you need to come out the front and just receive from Him this morning, then please do. Please never leave church on a Sunday or any other time we gather. Please never leave feeling like you're not filled. We are here. We come. We gather together so that we can be filled ready for what's to come and so don't leave going oh I just feel half it's like no fill up and go to the petrol bowser and just fill up a little bit it's like no I, we've got to be full and so God I just pray that as we sing this song this morning God you would fill us afresh each and every one of us fill us with your love so that your love can flow through our lives into those we encounter, into those we meet this week in Jesus' mighty name. Let's stand, church. Let's sing.